Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. WEEI. This is WEEI Late Night, streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. I, I, I love no one like I love Bill Belichick. And I, what he has done is incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's been, it's, it's, it's insane for what he's accomplished and how he's led men. But this is the first time, I must say, that I believe Bill made a bad decision here, you know, and not allowing this young man to have him somebody, somebody on that staff to help grow him in his second season after having that kind of season that he had the first season and then come back. And this man has to deal with the the zappy, zappy, zappy time and all of that. And then you pull him in. I was like, I felt so bad for him. I'm, I, I was shocked and surprised that they came out and did what they did to the Jets yesterday and the way they did it. But I was happy for him. But this is the first time I ever had to say, man, Bill, I think Bill made a bad decision. I wish he would have gotten, gotten this young man somebody to continue his development like he did last season. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our minds. Yeah, he think he blew our minds, Mac. He's a star, man. Late night, W-E-E-I. It's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. Remember, you can listen for free on the Odyssey app. Type in 93.7 W-E-E-I and you're here. It's a different type of show, but it's good. Look, when it comes to this relationship that I guess people are trying to figure, what is Belichick to Mac and what is Mac going to be to Belichick and ultimately to this team? I think there are just some things that Belichick just will not stand for, and I've heard this term mentioned by one of the players. I can't, I can't, maybe it was Devin McCourty. It's this term called error repeater is the person who literally just repeats the same errors almost as if you're not learning from situations. And if that's going to continue to be the narrative with Mac Jones, despite who his coaching staff is, despite who it is, it's not going to bode well for Mac Jones. Because nobody has a perfect... I mean, there's very few perfect situations in the NFL that you'd want to be part of. Like, I mean, while Buffalo's a good team, like, would you really want to live in Buffalo? I'm kidding. I mean, look, I got to at least poke the bear once with the Buffalo fans. At least once. Because they're just having the, they're having lunch this year. There's no question about it. But I think, you know, as long as Belichick has been able to keep his hand on the defense, which has broken at times, but returned to dominant status on 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 Sunday. I mean, the Jets did not have a single possession 
start beyond their own 25 the entire game. And yet the Jets almost won the game, right? So you're like, wow, what what would be the big difference? And that is the great position that the Patriots' defense gave the offense, and they did not take advantage of it. Start the game. Jets started, well, special teams. They started the Jets 45, so you're in plus territory, and you pulled negative three yards and punt. Another time, you started the Jets 40, more plus yards, you get 16 yards on five plays and a field goal. You start at your own 38, you get a touchdown, you're on 35, field goal. The Jets, 27. You start at the Jets, 27, no yards, you kick a field goal. Start at the Jets, 40, one yard, punt. Jets, 37, four yards, punt, uh, field goal. Jets, 30, 43, by that time, it's the end of the game. So, if you look at how the game laid out, it, it should have been a blowout. I mean, granted, you're, you're, you're thankful that Nick Folk had five field goals, but that, that's just too good. There are going to be very few games where you're going to have average, just looking at all the starting positions, it almost it seems like it's almost plus territory for the entire game. Yeah, I can tell you sitting watching, it felt like a blowout, but the offense just couldn't do anything it was to like, keep it close. Right, and that's why I think coming away from the game, you felt like, well, okay, the Patriots won the game, but you didn't feel necessarily better about the quarterback situation because it just seemed like like all those chances, they missed out on all those chances to put it across the goal line. Now, I'm not going to play Bailey Zappi's That Dude. I will put that on ice, but trust me, it would be a very credible song probably in due time. But one of the lines in there is, you know, cross that goal line and you're you're good. No, that was something different I'd said. I was talking about like cheating. You know, like you get cheated on when you don't put it down like you're supposed to put it down. Let's call it what it is. You're not getting a if you're not crossing that goal line, breaking that plane, that's how they put another quarterback in the game. And and that's why I seriously believe that if that pickoff that was called back was good. It it could have been the it could have been the end of Mac Jones as a Patriot. It really could have been. It just felt that close. But yeah, I mean, like impressive that you know you go sixty two yards and kick a field goal, or you go sixty two yards and, and get a touchdown. But you're you're looking at other things that are just like, hey, this this offense really didn't move very much. Neither did the Jets, but, I mean, gosh, they had two drives of 80-plus yards, another one for 75 yards. And only because of Zach Wilson were they not in the game. You know, once you get to the fifth possession, I mean, interception on the fifth possession, eighth possession, ninth possession for the for the Jets. By that time, it's over. But yet on the sixth possession, touchdown, so you convert that on a short field. You the eight nine. Let's see, punt and a field goal off of those two and off the interceptions, the two later ones. So I, I just don't understand how this team gets more exciting when they're not exciting parts. I knew this team would be stiff at the trade deadline because ultimately, what they need the most, teams don't give up if they're good. Like if an offensive lineman's available. He's going to stay available. Like uh, Leatherwood, the guy that was the, you know, supposed to be used to everything with the Raiders. Like, I think he was just signed to a practice squad last week. 
Like it's like, okay, we'll get you in here to a backup. This is just one of those situations where you know maybe the biggest offseason moves, you know, Bill looks at is with the offensive line. You know, I've seen a team where they didn't have great receivers, they had an okay quarterback, they had an incredible running game, and they did damage. And those were the Kansas City Chiefs teams with uh, Priest Holmes and Trent Green was the quarterback. But their offensive line were like all Hall of Famers. You know, that's what you'd have to go. Like, they went and acquired, like, Willie Rofe in a trade. Like, he was available, you know. So I think that's where the Patriots, in order for the Patriots to turn this around quicker and things don't look as bad, go all in on the offensive line, Bill, in the offseason. Like, spend what you can, get good, get three good reinforcements. And now if you've got, you can you can even go with Bailey Zappi behind a line like that. If you know that they're going to protect and give you time and make things happen, your receivers look better, your run game looks stronger, it, it's not that hard. But here's Boomer Esiason uh, on Gresham Key, uh, on Greg Hill Show saying that, you know, Mac looked better this week, and I agree. You know, when he got hurt against Baltimore, I told you guys a long time ago that I thought that he should stay out and make sure that he's 100%, and I'm sure that Coach Belichick, and internally there was a lot of pressure for him to get back on the field last week. I didn't think he looked right last week. I think he looked better this week than he did last week. And I could certainly tell you that he looked a hell of a lot better than Zach Wilson did yesterday. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, coming out of yesterday's game, give me Mac Jones every day. Uh, and, you know, over over uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was terrible, made a lot of bad decisions, as you guys saw, and basically gave the game away to the Patriots. Yeah, how many weeks does Zach Wilson have left, would you say, with the New York Jets? <laughs> it, it's hard to say, but I, I was telling one of our board ops here, uh, Mike Flegelman, who is a huge Jet fan, and he's so disgusted this morning. I was saying, you know, in Buffalo, two week, two years into uh, Josh Allen's uh, career, people were booing him. People didn't know whether or not he was going to be any good. Uh, I could say the same thing about Tua Tungavailoa down in Miami. And I would also say the same thing about Zach Wilson. There are things that Zach does on the field. You're like, wow, he can really do it. He can really play. He's got a great arm. But then it's the decision-making when he breaks the pocket where everything breaks down around him as a quarterback. So uh, he's played really bad football for four weeks in a row right now. Okay, you can kill it. I don't want to hear like a paragraph one. Zach Wilson. I don't know. It's kind of fun to hear how bad he is because he was not good on Sunday. Well, here's the thing, and I and I said this last week. I would rather see a quarterback make confident mistakes, and sometimes Zach Wilson does that. We didn't see that so much Sunday. Make confident mistakes than to be uncertain and making mistakes. And my concern with Mac Jones, it seems like he seems to be more uncertain now, and the mistakes are happening. Where with Zach Wilson, you're like, yeah, I think is what probably happened with Zach Wilson was he got caught up in the hype of the game. All the press clippings. He could, he, you know, he'd be buying, they'd be, he'd pay for no drinks if he beat the Patriots. He'd finally, and I think, you know, Belichick just caught him. You know, that's just one of those, he got caught slipping, as some would say. And that's probably a lesson he could learn, but at least he's still one of those guys that can, how can I bet? He's just got some gumption to him. And maybe it could be the, it could end up being Baker Mayfield gumption. It could end up being Brett Favre gumption. I think that's why. Teams take chances on quarterbacks like Zach Wilson. Like, if this guy gets it and still bees and still a little piece of himself, we could have the next Brett Favre on our hands. Or if this person gets more in love with the cameras and Zach Wilson chewing the gum in front of the press, that pretty much put him. I think that kind of put him over into the Baker Mayfield category. You know, like okay, now you're chewing gum up there. You know, like you know, make it make it look like it hurt. You know, and say I'll go out there and do it next week if if it means we have a shot to win. 
I'll throw him again. That's what they want to hear. Not chewing gum saying, yeah, we'll see him again in three weeks. Uh, you got someone to see next week or the week after that. You got more games in between there. So you can't be thinking about games three weeks from now. That's we'll have you out of the league quicker than anything else. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Late Night. Coming up, we'll talk about M.A. Odoka potentially on his way to the Nets. That's next. But right now, it's time to trend with Joe Braverman. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. Obviously, the big news coming out of Brooklyn today where the Nets have fired head coach Steven, Steve Nash after their 2-5 and five start. According to Sham Sharania, the Nets are in line to hire suspended Celtics coach Ime Udoka as their next head coach. And according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, this hire could take place within the next 24 to 48 hours, and the Celtics would let Udoka walk freely. Until then, if it is happening, Jacques Vaughn will serve as interim coach for the Nets. The trade deadline for the NFL has come and gone, and your Patriots stood pat, making no moves. Notable moves during today's deadline, including the Vikings acquiring tight end TJ Hawkinson from the rival in the NFC North, the Detroit Lions. Uh, pass rusher Bradley Chubb goes from the Broncos to the Dolphins. Wide receiver Chase Claypool heads to Chicago from Pittsburgh. And suspended wideout Calvin Ridley goes to Jacksonville from Atlanta. The Bruins made an improbable comeback in Pittsburgh earlier tonight. They win the game 6-5 in overtime. Taylor Hall with the game-tying goal in regulation with a minute 17 to go. And then Hampus Lindholm with the overtime winner. It is now, I believe, 9-1 and one now in a six-game winning streak for the Boston that Bruins. That is a miracle because they just gave everything up in that second period. Yeah, unbelievable. And the World Series Game 3 just wrapped up a few moments ago, and it, it was the Phillies knocking off the Astros 7 to nothing. They get five home runs from five different guys, including Bryce Harper and some guy by the name of Kyle Schwarber put in a home run. So the Phillies take a 2-1 lead with Game 4 taking place tomorrow night in Philadelphia. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What do you feel like you guys need to do as a coaching staff to be able to come away with touchdowns rather than field goals that you think might you can change and maybe make a difference moving forward? Well, it's every area of the field, it's really the same thing. Just keep moving forward, eliminate the negative plays. Once you have those negative plays in a drive, that really decreases your opportunities to score and you, know, you lose yardage and, and you and you subtract it down, so it just makes it that much tougher. So you got to do a better job of 
had more positive plays or had fewer negative plays, however you want to look at it. And you know, again, that's collectively all of us. Late night WEEI, it's KJ. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Belichick's right. He's on Greg Hill show saying, look, less negative plays, more positive plays. That's how a team looks better. And with the Patriots at four and four, you're like, oh. like, does this look more like a Washington Commanders four and four? It's definitely not a San Francisco 49ers four and four. And it's not a Cincinnati four and four. Maybe an Atlanta four and four. It's, it's interesting the way the season is just shaking out. You know, obviously Philly is is dominating their undefeated Buffalo. It's in that same category. Minnesota is sneaking up on people, but are in the conversation. Everything seems to be vanilla. And and and, and here's what's crazy about that. What it says is that teams that should be winning more games are not, and teams that can sneak and win a game are. And so with the Patriots playing against Indianapolis, if they could go five and four into the bye and not knowing what may happen with other teams in the league, I mean, heck, Baltimore could be five and four going into after, after nine weeks. That's what's crazy. So <laughs> does this Patriots team feel like a, a, a pro, a, a, a playoff team? <sighs> no, it doesn't feel like it. Could they potentially be in the playoffs? Yeah, you probably could thank Josh McDaniel in Denver for that. Right? Like the Raiders in Denver, they're just absolutely stinking it up. I mean, gosh, the Chargers are only four and three. So if you sat there and said, hey, the Chargers are only one game better than the Patriots, I'd be like, really? You wouldn't believe that, would you, Joe? No, I mean, if the expectations were what they thought they were, yeah. like the Pats would be probably in like at the bottom three of the AFC right now. Right. Uh, granted, Houston and Jacksonville, you know, Jacksonville's come back down to life, but Jacksonville and Houston and the Raiders are really the only teams with two, one, two wins. One or two wins, then Denver and Indy have three wins. That Indy game is going to be huge because think about it. If Indy beats the Patriots, and I think it would be a tough game to do that, but if they can get the running game going and not have to have Sam Ellinger get overwhelmed, I mean, he will be on the road. Like Indy would be four four and one, and the Patriots would be four and five. Yeah, I think it helps, especially with the AFC East attacking each other, and then yeah. you have the Titans, the only good team in the South. That means the Colts could like sneak in the back door. Yeah, well, it, well, this also gives a chance for the Patriots to sneak in the back door. Now, the second half of the season that is just absolutely brutal. Twice against the Bills, you've got Minnesota on Thanksgiving night, uh, Cincinnati. Now that now that seems like a different game, like. Is that, will Jamar Chase just be coming back at that time? Do you get the Cincinnati that showed up against the Browns last night? I mean, my goodness, if you're the Browns, you're almost kind of (laughs) like, we could still be in this thing by the time Deshaun Watson gets back? I, I can't remember a year where there just seemed to be not so much parity, but so many teams not as good as they should be, and so many teams that are not, and so many teams that, well, obviously, really, the Patriots, you just don't expect them to be last in the AFC East. I think the good phrase is wide open. It's never been this wide open in a long time. Yeah, I mean, look, you took the Patriots, you put them in the AFC North, they're in second. You put them in the AFC South, they're in second. You put them in the AFC West, they're in third. That that just blows my mind right there. 
as bad as the t- that, that's why why I've been saying throughout the evening is that there's kind of this built-in thing where Mac Jones really doesn't have to get benched anymore this season because the AFC is just so bad. Like you may look at possibly two teams getting in at 9 and 8. That's how that's how bad the AFC like who goes on a run and how do you go on a run with all these other teams having losses like Tennessee's got two losses, the Buffalo has two. Everybody else has got more than that. Kansas Kansas City has two. Everybody else has at least three losses. That's absolutely crazy. When you, when you look at the AFC, NFC East, Philly's got none. Dallas has two. Giants have two. <laughs> like, Minnesota's got one. Then you start to kind of get into some parity where, you know, like San Francisco at four and four. That's yeah, why you make... Don't get started talking about Packers, Bucks, and Rams. Those are all different conversation. Well, even with the with the with the Packers, and I think this is what the Packers did, and I could see it. When Aaron Rodgers says, well, I want $50 million for two years, it's like, okay, here's your $50 million. Go do it by yourself. They made no moves today. Like, I would have thought that the Packers would have been on the phone about Kendrick Bourne. If you see, I think the Bears only went and got Claypool to stop him from going to the Packers, right? Because if you're Chicago, you're like, hey, Green Bay is just as bad as us. Don't get the one thing that could help them turn things around. And don't forget the earlier trades that Chicago made, Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. Yeah, but those are, though I think those were already in the works. So I have to call Roquan's aunt. His his aunt and I are really good friends. We've been friends for like uh, fifteen years. Um, is she going to be now making those trips to Baltimore? If she, I, I know she's happy about that because she has a house there in the D.C. area. So now she can fly to Baltimore and see him play, and not have to go to Chicago. I'll probably text her tomorrow. I'll be like, "What's up, Shaquanda? But yeah, look, it's just amazing how bad. Historically good teams are. I mean, even in the NFC South, I watched the end of that Falcons Atlanta game and uh, that Fal- I'm sorry, that Falcons Carolina game. And what was absolutely fascinating, what they said was the winner of that game would be on top of the NFC South. We're talking the same Carolina Panthers who were an extra point and penalty away from being on top of the NFC South after firing their coach. Baker Mayfield is out on injury. Sam Darnold's out on injury and they're playing with an XFL backup quarterback. And they would be a playoff team if the playoffs started today. I, I mean, I I still think Tampa turns it around, but my gosh. And even New Orleans, I thought they would use this window to, to walk through it. They held on to Alvin Kamara, but it looked like he was on his way out. So I think they found their quarterback in Andy Dalton. <laughs> it's How weird of a season has it been? And then, of course, here in New England, it's like there are people who are split between Bailey Zappi, the guy who was the third string four weeks ago, and the first rounder from last year. And I think now what I think what some fans will have to do is say, you have to get away from saying that Mac Jones led this team to the playoffs last year. You'd have to say a system was in place for Mac Jones to do his job and everything else was going to take care of itself. Right, because if Mac Jones had led this team to the playoffs last year, they would have allowed him to throw more than three times in that first Buffalo game in early December last year. The, you, the, the run game, the defense, is what really carried the team last year. And Mac, you know, making some good decisions in different times. I just call it what it is. I'm not going to say Mac Jones led the team, because now this is the, the, the year that Mac Jones is the leader of the team. 
You lead this team. Even though I will change a little thing I said last, I said there was no superstar on the team. Ah, Matthew Judon, I'm going to put that. I'm going to put that Madden star underneath his number nine when he gets old. When he, yeah, there's your star. So, I, I just, I wonder what it looks like once you get now. Even the Vegas game bodes pretty interesting because you say, okay, they got a short week coming up in the second part of the season where they they're at Arizona. No, 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 no. It's a Thursday game. And then the following Thursday, they're both on the road. One is in Arizona, and then the next week, they're in Vegas. And I think that's either a Monday night or a Thursday. I think it's another Thursday night game. Yeah, the Cardinals is a Monday night game. Right, Monday night game, and then And then Sunday night is the Raiders. There you go, right. So they have that short week. They can't come back home. And you almost wonder, like, would that game kind of be the Raiders game that determines – if Josh McDaniels even makes it to next year, right? Like that might be he throws the entire kitchen sink in there. While at the same time, Arizona, who's only like a game and a half out of first. And I don't think anybody thinks in the NFC West that Seattle's gonna run away with it. I mean, Arizona is three and five, Seattle's five and three. San Francisco four and four and Raider and the Rams three and four. Yeah, I can see the Niners definitely getting on a run and getting up there in the the top of the division. Right. And I can see Arizona doing the same thing as well now that DeAndre Hopkins is back. There seems to be some sense of calm there. You know, I, I would say watch out for Arizona, and I think that's one of those games where, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like, oh, Arizona's horrible, and, man, the Patriots could probably match up well in that game. I, I'm just trying to figure out, like, hey, even in that second Jets game, um, yeah, I think it would be destruction for the Jets again because I think they're just so in, so in the head. But literally, I'd said – that you had to watch out for this Jets game for Mac Jones, the one that was played Sunday, to not be the game that he was seeing ghost. And it was that close to happening. All right, of course, the other big news tonight here uh, in Boston is the talk of M.A. Adoka heading down to Brooklyn to be the next head coach for the Nets. Steve Nash was fired uh, after about 100 or so games. Did well in his first year in the playoffs, and then everything just kind of fell apart. Um, I think it goes back to some of the comments that were made by Kyrie at the beginning uh, of the of his tenure there, saying that, look, we don't really need a coach. And while that may sound crazy in the NBA, that is kind of true. Do you really think that Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry and all those guys really need a coach? Not really. It may sound good to the fan, but, you know, if you're – if you're a champ, if you've won a championship and you're an A-level player, there are things that you know that your skill set can do that a coach really can only be a consultant, not your boss. And I think there was already the clash there. I mean, what about like the the rotational players? Because he's not just coaching the superstars; he's coaching the whole team. So I think it's it's kind of crazy to say that like coaching, he, he, like Shaq he, says, coaching is not important. Yeah, it's not when you're a superstar. It's not. When you're on the bench, it's just it's really get out of the way, and you're supposed to be here, you know. Now it doesn't mean these other two guys sit over and eat ham sandwiches, but if anything, they're they're part of the consulting team, if you will. Like that's that's how the Golden State Warriors have been able to grow their team. As guys come in, they're really getting coached up by their teammates and consulted by Steve Kerr. Okay, so like got, extra assistance, right? Exactly, and I think the idea was that. Okay, Steve Nash was coming in there. It was it was trying to make the stars an example. And that's not going to work in the NBA. 
And so now here we are where M.A., who's been suspended by the Celtics, and I'll get into some of the narrative here shortly, but let's go back to the press conference day when Wick Rusbeck and Brad Stevens sat down to discuss what happened with M.A. So uh, on the second part, I'm not going to, I don't, uh, don't have the ability to venture into the conclusions of our legal analysis, but I would say on the first part, we have reflected as a group and uh, with outside advisors and a, and a diverse group, in fact, um, of people deciding really what to do, which I take ultimate responsibility for at the Celtics, everything that is decided. But I personally feel that this is well-warranted and appropriate, backed by substantial research and evidence and facts. And uh, so I'm, I'm standing by the decision, and EMA has accepted it and has expressed, in fact, appreciation. I don't want to belabor that, but he's been accepting of it, and he's planning to move forward on this basis. So we are over here. We are suspending him for the year, and it's uh, in place, and we're moving forward. Yeah. So what Wick Grosbeck said he wouldn't answer to was when he was asked if this was classified as sexual harassment. And there are going to be sectors of the media over the next few days, especially as the noise gets louder, trying to guesstimate, estimate, pontificate about M.A. should not be coaching. And for one, if the Celtics say, look, he can go somewhere else and we won't want any compensation for it. And that's as they believe that if someone else believes he's hireable, you're free to hire him. And he's planning to move forward. Yeah, this is kind of serious what I'm talking here. Can't really do the the drop-ins right there because, look, in the society that we're in now, especially with social media, it's almost like people want to stand on a pulpit for emotions when they don't know the biblical facts. The press still does not factually know what occurred between M.A. Adoka and person or persons X and Y. You, you just don't know. The only facts that you know is that he's suspended by the team, he's available for hiring for an, another location, if that's what they want to do, and no criminal charges were brought forward. Could there still be an investigation going on? That's a possibility. Not saying that it's criminal, but it could be on other matters. Now there are some of us who kind of are in the know. I just choose to be one of those responsible people to say, I'm not going to share with you. You know, I'm I'm not going to do the Matt Barnes where it's like, oh, oh, man, after I got off the phone with somebody, oh, oh, man, it's it's much. Oh, I I totally, totally. Because you know what what that's designed to do is to purposely get you to either think that someone in the know is telling you something they don't know or someone who wants more clicks, likes, hits, streams, whatever it is they're trying to get. I'm not going to do that on the back of any man. I don't give a damn who it is. That's just not me. There's a responsibility that goes along with it. Now, at the time when the news was fresh and new and it just broken, my biggest hope for MA had nothing to do with basketball is that he would step out of New England and be able to potentially work out whatever he can work out with his family and if they can make it whole. That's just really it, right? And, and I, 
that basketball is kind of secondary in that regard. But just get ready to hear some people who, who are going to say MA shouldn't be coaching because of how they feel, not because of what they know. Let me say that again. There are going to be people who are going to tell you that MA shouldn't be hired because of how they feel and not what they know. What I know, Celtics made the right move. You had to. I think the term I used, there's a hen in the hen house. I mean, when there's a fox in the hen house, you got to nip that in the bud. I'll leave it at that. But when it comes to moving on, the Celtics aren't saying, hey, you're suspended. The league hasn't suspended him. But yes, you will hear the narrative from some who will make it their mission to tell you how they feel. This is how I feel. When you don't know. You don't know. And so, why I would hate to see M.A. coming back to TD Garden coaching a whole nother team. Um, like here's, here's what I would want to know. This is a rhetorical question. If M.A. takes the job and he comes back, do you boom? And my question would be, if so, why? Because you don't know. Late night with KJ, W-E-E-I. We wrap up next here. Thanks for much for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Yeah, I'm partying like the Bruins in 1970 right now, man. Oh, my God. Late night, W-E-E-I. Thank you so much for hanging out. What an amazing comeback from the Bruins. Down 5-3 after the second period. And you're like, okay. You gave up a 2-1 lead after the first period. They win it in overtime, 6-5. Won six in a row. 9-1. And six points clear. That's going to be key as you get towards the end of the season when you start counting. Like for me, honestly, when I start looking at points, once it hits, once once someone gets to fifty, then I start wondering, like, okay, who is and who is it, right? Because I don't even think the Canadians I think the Canadians barely sniffed fifty-one points last year, so they never were even close. But once teams start getting to fifty points, like it's for me, it's like the race to fifty because then it gets really convoluted around. 97, 100, 102. It gets interesting. So being six points clear now is going to be so huge down the road because things happen in a season.
I think what else is huge is that there's no McAvoy still in the lineup, and he's ahead of schedule, If uh, as we heard from uh, Coach Montgomery earlier. So the defense is going to get better. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, it, it doesn't really get better than this, right? So, right, like, when you're nine and when you're nine and one, this is as good as it gets. So, if this is what it is right now, you, you would almost, almost want to say, like, hey, maybe there's some things that we can consider to not tinker with or move people in slower because of what you have going on. Like, literally, the only loss the Bruins had is because the opponent scored first, right? They were one and one, they're now two and one. And we only lost their games when they were trailing after one and after two. And they were literally trailing after two and still won the game. They even have a tie after trailing after two. <laughs> it's just amazing. So, again, you know, with the Celtics and and, and them doing pretty good, I, I, I kind of worry about them a, a bit, you know, with their size. We may be looking at a pretty good November from both the B's and the C's. And that will be totally enjoyable considering what the P's are not doing. They're taking L's. So maybe just to kind of get a breather from what's going on down in Foxborough, the C's and B's in November can kind of mask some of that pain that some of us are going through. Um, I, I haven't gone as a Halloween. I, the last the last time I went as a Halloween character, and this is a long time ago, I went as Rick James when the Chappelle show was hot. So I don't know how long ago that was. After that, I stopped dressing up. And then even once I had a kid, I didn't dress. She doesn't ask me to dress up. Like she did Doc McStuffings at like six. But some of these were pretty original. The burning orange line train, that was good. You, did you see any of those, Joe? I didn't I didn't see the orange line, but I did see there was a, a couple who like dressed in like uh, unpaid parking tickets um, in like yeah, Southie, which was kind of funny. But you've seen those before. The whole thing, I think, what's getting creative is like someone dressed as Nick Cannon and had like a bunch of baby dolls around him. <laughs> like those are that's good, like Nick Cannon and all the babies. Um, but the best thing I saw is there's this dog outfit that turns your dog and makes it look like a huge tarantula spider, and you scare people. Oh with yes, it. I did see that, and the way it was running, it was like the fast crawling spider. I saw that one. Let's get a uh, Sean in the Cape on the air before we get out of here. Thanks for calling WEEI. Sean, go ahead. How you guys going? I uh, love the show. Uh, I I found myself uh, pretty much cursing at uh, Hampus went home all night. Um, I thought that goal at the end was just pretty sweet, but overall I was pretty disappointed with his play the entire game. Just wonder where you guys feel on him and just where he fits in the rest of the season. Uh, enjoy the show. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, if you're nine and one, there are no problems. Like, even Swayman gets it. Sit over here. But coach, we went to the same school. Sit over here. <laughs> Sit down. So yeah, like, if you told me that the Bruins in their first ten would start nine and one, I say, Bobby Orr came back. You know, like I, I, I just did not see that, especially with an aging team. But you know, again, being those six points clear now is going to help tremendously down the road when the season continues on. Um, today, Massachusetts, of course, you know Massachusetts always got some new some new law that people just go, oh, how do I handle this? Like it is now illegal to dump mattresses and dumpsters and textiles. And I feel like with textiles, like, what do you mean? Like, for, like shoes, clothing, backpack sheets, towels, Halloween costumes, you cannot throw these in the trash anymore. That's crazy. You know, there's going to be a lot of women who are going to be able to catch their men cheating now because you got to take like these. Like, where are you going with the. I got to take it to special textiles 
Dropbox. <laughs> Dig it in there, pulling up this. Those are our sheets right there. Where you just couldn't throw this stuff out. You can't. That That is absolutely. I get it. I get it. Especially with the mattresses. But I, I almost thought like every mattress place, like when you buy a new bed, they just take the old one. Don't they? Don't, don't they do that? Or, or, I, I can't remember the last time like I did buy a mattress, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it might be time to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I'm that? not sure how logistically that, that would work. Yeah, that spring in the bed is not supposed to be a marital aid tool. It's not supposed to be. Yeah, I, it, it's just going to be, this one's going to be tough, especially the sheets and the towels, because you're so used to saying, like, you know, like, what, what do you, like, you're really going to take your sheets and towels down? People will eventually get to it. People will say, this is the same thing when you had to separate brown glass from green glass from clear glass and separating your cartons and putting those together with cardboard and everything like that. I, I totally get it, but I think it would really be more on the mattress side, right? Because anybody who lives in an apartment complex just knows when, like, okay, they just dumped or emptied our dumpster yesterday. Who's the strange guy who's just pulled up with four trucks of furniture dumping it? It's because of them. It's not because of shoes and clothes. Shoes, I've always kind of done the good. You know what? Actually, I keep my shoes. I've kept. I've, I've Same here, yeah. Shoes. I've overrun with shoes. I think this is how... So I bought the very first pair of Jordans when they came out with my grass cutting money. We're going way back. Used to have a lawn cutting service with me and my buddy going around. They were 55 bucks. I had those original Jordans until, oh, I'd say at least 10 to 15 years later. Not thinking anything about like what sneakers would go for. Now, like, now you just know there's going to be some mad girlfriend, some, some sneaker head. Girl, come on, let's go. Where we get we get on them shoes? Going to the textile drop box. <laughs> Girl, you took my stuff down to the drop box. I'm gonna kill you. Well, that's not funny because that implies like a domestic situation, and that's not really fun. If you've been here for the last couple of hours, um, you you can always hear the show in replay at uh, Odyssey app. It's free. Type in W E E I ninety three, or you can just put it like ninety three seven Boston. It'll bring you to WEEI. You can play it back in rewind or save it for later to listen to. You can hear past shows as well. Um, also, you can tell your smart speaker, Alexa, hey, play the new ninety, new 93.7. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Joe, so what just happened was I was used to that cadence at another station that I worked here in the market, and it almost came out of my mouth. So there's nothing new about 93.7. But good save, though. Good save. Good, oh, shh. <laughs> Better than Swayman. Get back over here. Sit down, son. Hey, he replaced <laughs> Omar, and he kept the shutout going, so the comeback could happen. Uh, okay, the comeback could happen for Swayman in a contract year. It needs to start now. Joe, thank you so much for being here. You as well. Thank you for listening at Twitter, at WEEI, at KJ Carson, as well as Instagram, at KJ Carson IG. Have a wonderful Tuesday. We'll do it again tomorrow night. See you. Turn it up, Joe. Can you see what's going down in you? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 